Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, man. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Show. I'm your host, Tim Holloway, and I'm glad to be back at you again. Hey, look, if you're new here, this is a show for Christian men inside of recovery who want to live an awesome, spirit-filled life. That is you. You stumbled on the right show. Uh, This is all about discipleship, and that is learning how to practice the principles uh, that are inside the Bible and flesh them out in your daily life uh, inside of your family, faith, fitness, and your finances to have a holistic life, uh, the abundant life that God has called you to live. So we are in our last episode about uh, the world and overcoming the world and the world systems. So uh, we are going to wrap up this whole thing and we are going to end it out with the main topic of being an overcomer. Now, this is attached to our identity. Uh, And if you've heard me speak before, you know that um, how I feel about identity, but this is the core truth that we never rise up beyond what we believe ourselves to be. And what that means is that our everything that we do and how we behave and the addictions and all the different stuff that we get involved in are related to how we perceive ourselves or how we understand who we are or who we are as a person. So that being said, that's this is why it's so important to read the word and to really uh, digest and accept as truth and reality the identity statements that are given inside of the Bible. Um, What does God say about me? That is the primary question. Now, we know what the world says about us. We know what uh, uh, different things say about us. We know what uh, our, our abuser said about us. We know what our parents said, and all these different things. But have we thoroughly considered our identity inside of Christ and what God thinks about us and what God said about us. And inside of the scriptures, you will find a host of identity statements, such as you are a child of the king, you are the light of the world, you are a son of God, you are an overcomer. And so this is the identity that we need to grasp and believe as true. for that reality to begin to manifest inside of our lives. So first of all, we are overcomers. That first entails that there is going to be a battle and a struggle, which we have already thoroughly talked about in the previous episodes, that you are going to be in opposition to the world and its systems and to the mindset and to the belief systems, paradigm, worldview of the world. And that is you you are called to be an overcomer. I am called to be an overcomer. First uh, John 5, 4 says this, Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so one of the main identities that we must accept is that of an overcomer. And that is we look at our obstacles, we look at the situations that we have faced in life, and we say, I have triumphed victoriously over those. 
I am still here today. I'm in sound mental health and I have gone through the fire, through the trouble, through all of these different things, through addiction, and I have come out to the other side and now I'm going to take on an identity of an overcomer. And this is the, this is the reality of what we are to live in. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't face challenges. In fact, we do. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so we are going to face difficulties, obstacles, and all of these different things. But we need to accept the reality that we are an overcomer and that we may have faced challenges, but we have beat challenges and that we have uh, looked at our challenges at our mountain, at our giant and say, you know what? We are going to face everything and we're going to rise and that this problem is not going to beat me. It's not going to destroy me. And the thing that has been designed to make me bitter is only going to make me better. And I'm going to triumph victoriously over this thing. And so what is the victory? It says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Okay. And so this is the victory that we have. And, and it's key signifies to those who are born of God. And that is this, this concept of being formed and created again. It is to be spiritually reborn or converted or restored to a better, high, and more worthy state. So this is what it means to be born, to be formed and created again and to restore to a better, higher, and more worthy state. Now, this is the reality of what has taken place inside of our lives. This is the truth, okay? And that there was this uh, former state of man that in his fallen state is governed by fear. I just had a conversation with my wife this morning about this very topic. But the core uh, problem inside of humanity is a fear-based nature that is driven and governed by insecurities and fears. Okay? And this is the lower state of human nature. That we are governed and controlled by these things, by these insecurities and these fears. And so to be formed and created again is to take that, uh, that core uh, principle that is operating pretty much in all humanity, because all of us are born into this world of sin, fear, and insecurity, and shaped by the environment that we are put in. And so understanding this is that this, this idea of being born into something is that we are, we are restored to a better condition and a higher and more worthy state. And what does that mean? That means that we come out of the nature that's fear-based and governed by insecurities, and we rise to a higher nature that's governed by faith and uh, trust and reliance upon God. You see the two. Now, I thoroughly believe that there are two kinds of people in this world. There are those who are governed by fear, and there are those who are governed by faith, and that's pretty much it. And so we're either letting our securities, our insecurities dominate and control our lives, or we're rising up in the security of our new identity, a sonship and divinity inside of partaking of the divine nature of Christ that has been given to us. And the fact is, is that we are royalty. We are part of a royal family. 
and accepting that new identity, accepting your new uh, um, genetics, if you will, of who, of who the core of who you are is going to begin to change your mindset so you can behave accordingly. And that is that if you understand that you are a prince, the son of a king, that your identity and your behavior begins to line up with that of royalty. But if you believe that you are fearful and insecure and have this sin-based nature and you're at its control and at its whims, you are going to act accordingly also. So it's important to have the identity of, of an overcomer. So we have been restored to a better state and condition. Mankind in the garden, we've seen what took place. Disobedience happened. Uh, Adam failed to yield to the spirit of God. Fear and insecurity crept in and he began to make excuses. He began to blame shift. He began to run and hide from the presence of God. And so that is humanity at its core. All are in opposition, are born into this opposition and are running, running from the presence of God inside of their lives and making excuses and blame shifting, all, all of those things. And so being restored to a better, higher state is taking us out of that state and condition and restoring peace, restoring relationship, restoring identity that we have inside of God. And that is, a, that is an awesome reality. So who is those who begin to overcome the world and its system to take on this identity of an overcomer? But he that has been born of God, those who have been restored to a better, higher, and more worthy state. Hmm. Powerful reality. So this, uh, this concept of being born again, is, 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 um, it has the uh, word uh, regenerate. And it's two words, okay? And it comes from the word, of course, uh, Genesis, which we have in the beginning. Uh, but to generate something is to uh, create it again. And so in this concept, the idea of regeneration is that we are being recreated. Uh, and we are being spiritually born. Spiritually born, okay? And restored to this higher state. So this, this brings with the idea of the ability to start over and to begin again. I think this is an important message for men to receive uh, for multiple different reasons. But for the first and foremost reason is that you may have made a lot of mistakes, right? You have made uh, maybe decisions that uh, haven't been quite beneficial for your life. You might be suffering the consequences of those decisions. And the message comes to us that we have an opportunity to be reborn, to be spiritually alive, or to begin again to start over. This could be the day that you start over inside of your family. And that is that you begin to yield to the Spirit of God. Today is the day that you could start over inside of your faith. And that is if that you have been spiritually inept and that you have uh, fallen repeatedly and been in the state of weakness and prolonged infancy and all of these different things. You could start new today and step out of that. That is a, a powerful, encouraging message. So this whole idea that, uh, that God started is to remake and to refashion and to recreate us into a higher and more worthy state. Uh, that is the powerful reality. So overcome, what is that? What is the identity of overcome? What does that actually mean? So to overcome something means that you have subdued it, you have conquered it, 
and you have prevailed against the thing and that you have gotten the victory over that thing. So think about your addictions for a moment, whether that is pornography, drug addiction, alcoholism. And you say, you know what? I'm going to have the identity of an overcomer. And that is, I'm going to subdue this thing. I'm going to conquer this thing. I'm going to prevail against this thing. And I'm going to have the victory. That is a powerful mindset to have. And not only that, but to take that beyond uh, addiction and say, you know what? I'm going to begin to conquer my enemies inside of my family. And that is the things that are causing me to be a terrible father. I'm going to rise up against those things. The things that are causing me to be a terrible lover, I'm going to conquer and overcome those things. The things that are drawing me away of intimacy and communication, I'm going to begin to triumph victoriously over those things. And the things, most importantly, that keep me out of connection, to keep me out of alignment and integrity with God, that keeps my spiritual life in this state of weakness, I am going to conquer and overcome and triumph victoriously over these things. Remember, I've talked to you about in the past that inside of your family, faith, fitness, and finance, there is going to be resistance. And that is that we look at that resistance and you say, you know what? I'm not going to allow this resistance to beat me, okay? But I am going to subdue it. I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to overcome it because that is who I am. That is the core of my identity. And I'm going to rise to my true identity, and I'm going to finally accept who I am. Now, this is a awesome reality. We think that sometimes uh, um, facing reality and coming to our senses and understanding who we really are is somehow going to be a bad thing. But the reality is, is that it's something powerful and it's something good. It's something amazing. We don't really understand the, the reality of who we are. And once we begin to accept who we are, we begin to rise to that level, okay? But a spoken word of our Father, our Father who is in heaven, word that He has given to us about who we are and what we have in this world. Man, that is powerful. So overcome, subdue means this, that I'm going to conquer and I'm going to bring this into subjection, that I'm going to vanquish this, I'm going to bring this under control, okay? And so having the identity of an overcomer says there are certain things in my life that need to come under my subjection, right? Or under subjection of the rule of the king because we are in a new kingdom and this king reigns. He rules and reigns. And we have to ask ourselves, are we going to be swayed and we are going to be influenced by that spirit? So am I going to bring these things into subjection? Am I going to bring these things into subjection? And that the areas of my life that are out of compliance, that are not growing, that are not filled with strength and not with, filled with power, am I going to bring these things into subjection? Now, I want you to ask yourself a question and that look at the areas of your life and ask yourself, where am I not in subjection? Where are these things uh, beating me? I'm not beating them, they're beating me. And to begin to ask yourself, are you rising up to your true identity, who you really are, and saying, you know what? This situation, this situation inside of my faith that causes me to fall repeatedly, I'm going to make a choice 
and I'm going to bring that subjection under my feet where that problem belongs. And I'm going to begin to tread over this problem in a very royal fashion, okay? This problem is going to know uh, who, who rules the roost and who runs the show, right? And so that's the way we have to be with the, in, the evil influences inside of our life that are trying to sway us in a direction we don't really want to go. We have to uh, rise up in our authority and say, you know what? You are going to be subject unto me. Okay? So subdue, bring into subjection, bring under control. The next word is conquer, and that is to gain mastery. You know, I thoroughly believe that discipleship and why we are left inside of this world is to grow and develop uh, inside of our integrity and to begin to be more and more in line with God in, in every single area of our life. And that is to really gain mastery. If there's anything that we want to gain mastery in, is that is our connection and our relationship with God. The whole purpose of, of the written word and this existence is for us to begin to trust and rely on God and us to begin this open dialogue and this communication and this connection, okay? So if anything, we need to mastery over our faith, but even more so because God wants us to live holistically. And that is that the other areas of your life are just important. Now, love the Lord your God with all your heart. It's the foremost. Your faith should be what pioneers the other areas of your life and causes the other areas of your life to grow. I get that, okay? But taking that faith, taking that spiritual life to every single area of your life is any growth holistically. And there has been way too many men claim they are connected to God and that they have the love of Jesus, but manifested inside of their life. It hasn't, they haven't brought it to their family. They haven't brought it to their business. And they certainly haven't brought it to their self and their own personal health and mindset. Okay. So part of the loving the Lord, your God with all your heart is supposed to transcend and to go into these different areas to love our neighbor as ourself. So that is the outward world and our inside. So loving God is the source and the power that causes us to love ourselves, which causes us to love the world. In fact, the way the process goes is this, that according to our faith, be it unto us, and that is we will prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And that is as our spiritual life goes, so goes the other areas of our life. The way this manifests is this, is that we begin to experience the acceptance, the love, and the peace that God has for us. And we begin to get connected to the source. And that source is able to flow through us. And that is what we have experienced with God and through God is what we are able to give to other people. And so the reality is once we find that we are accepted, we are loved, and we are forgiven, we can begin to accept love and forgive. And the very power of what he does to us is the power that flows through us. And we can only really give other people that we, what we are experiencing. And the reality is, is that we're going around hating people. 
hating ourselves, you can guarantee that that is the reality and the experience that you are experiencing with God. You somehow believe that he hates you and wants to punish you, or you hate and want to punish yourself, therefore you hate others and want to punish them, okay? So out of this abundance of this reality of our relationship is what flows through our life. We, what we try to do, though, is correct, uh, correct the outward behavior, not understanding the source that produces the behavior. And that is our connectionness, what we are experiencing with God, experiencing sonship and royalty and this positive identity and having everything flow through us. And we thoroughly believe that he loves us and he doesn't want to control us and he doesn't want to manipulate us. And, and so we take that spirit and that mindset to the world. And it is an awesome, awesome reality. So conquer is to gain mastery. Overcome means to surround. And to prevail means to become effective and effectual. And lastly, victory means to gain mastery and success over a struggle, especially when the, uh, against odds or difficulties or things that are stacked against you. So the reality is, is that we come into this world and we are shaped by its insecurities and fears and the deck is stacked against us, okay? And so we all who have come to Christ are engaged in a hero's journey. And that is we have very humble beginnings, very uh, very sad beginnings. Uh, and and we, we begin this new start, this fresh revelation, right? And this illumination comes to our hearts and to our minds and we become spiritually born, okay? And what begins to happen is now that we have to be spiritually born, then opposition begins to come, okay? This is the hero's journey. If you don't want to be a hero, don't go on this journey, right? This is the, the reality of what you're going to face, okay? A new identity where the hero begins to recognize who they are and who they were really called to be. And you know what? I'm going to rise up to that identity and I'm going to face my challenge. Every hero's journey has a challenge to be faced, right? And it is in that pit of brokenness where we're actually reborn, okay? It is the pain that we experience that gives us the power. It is the negative circumstances that we have come up against and we say, you know what? I'm not going to allow these negative experiences to beat me, but I am going to beat them. So moving on, how does this flesh out? It's uh, Let me read the scripture again, just so we got it. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so this whole attachment to the mindset of victory overcoming is brought about because of our faith. So what does it mean to have faith? I'm glad you asked, because <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Have faith. That is a belief and a trust in the loyalty and the love of God. And the only way we can believe that if we experience that. And that is that we get in connection and alignment with God and we begin to experience how loving he really is and how faithful he really is to us. And to experience the reality of that, 
So we can come to the conclusion first, God is love and he's very loving to me. And God is faithful and he's very loyal. Okay. And so these two core beliefs are what our faith hinges on. If God is not loyal in any fashion, right? And he goes by the whims of our behavior and, and one minute he loves us and one minute he doesn't, right? Then we are in, uh, in this direct contradiction to real faith. So faith is to put credit in. Uh, faith is a very uh, a monetary term and it has to do with finances. But it's basically saying, you know what, I'm going to uh, give that person credit. But even more so is the this idea of making a deposit, and that is to entrust. Think about it in financial terms, that if you entrust somebody with your estate, what are you doing? You're placing your estate into the hands of another person. You see how this is a financial term. And this is what is supposed to be the reality spiritually inside of our faith, that we take who we are and we place it in the hands of somebody else. It's much like making a deposit. And you're saying, with this substance, money, I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to entrust this thing to them. I'm going to make a deposit and this is going to be under their care, under their supervision at this location. Okay. This is what true and real faith is. That I am going to believe, trust in the loyalty and the love and the goodness of God. That I'm going to rely on that. Not only so, but I'm going to put credit inside of it. And I'm going to entrust them inside of this. And that they're going to be responsible for the safety and the care and the provision of this. This is the real faith that overcomes the world. That we are going to commit. See, the whole idea of commit is this. I'm going to put this thing into your charge and I'm going to commit this to you regards that I fully trust you that you are going to keep this safe okay now we are talking about the soul we are talking about the core identity of who we are and saying I'm going to have faith I'm going to commit this I'm going to entrust this into your hands okay and that is the true faith and the victory that overcomes the world so Understanding this, that the whenever the Bible says by or through, it's talking about the agency and the means of. And that is from, uh, uh, from point E to point B, there is a channel. And for that channel, you have to go through it to get to the other side. Okay? So through, through, by the ways and the means of faith. It is this trust and this reliance. Okay? It is the, the committing of our lives. This is, this is the channel and this is the ways and the means. And it's through faith, through faith, that we are declared free, and that we are declared righteous. And when you, when you think of righteousness, I want you to think of everything as it should be. And that is that I'm okay. 
because mankind is in a struggle. And the struggle is, 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 am I okay? Am I okay? And mankind wants to be okay, but they're in a struggle to be okay. And what that means is that they are on all these different sources to try to make them feel okay. And the world is offering all these different things. It says that, well, if you take this, you'll be okay. If you take this substance, you'll be okay. If you take this pill, if you take whatever, and all of these different things, then you'll finally be okay. The reality is, is that you never really find what you're looking for. And that you begin to struggle and you begin to try, but you never really find what you are looking for. So through faith, a person is de declared to be okay and free. And people receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And we are saved through faith. And we inherit the promises and all of these different things. Now, in the biblical times, um, these men are declared that they subdued kingdoms. They did righteous things. They obtained the promises. They stopped the mouth of lions. They quenched the violence and escaped the edge of the sword. And, and uh, in their weakness, they were made strong. And they did all these great and awesome things by the agency of faith. That is a powerful reality. So I'm going to close with these thoughts. And that is this. Matthew 13, 39 says, that the, talking about the, uh, the wheat and the tares. And that is the true and the false. He says this, and, the, and uh, um, the enemy that sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. So inside of that parable, uh, if you read it before, uh, a man sowed wheat into his fields, and then noticed that there were tares present. And that is, there were things that looked just like wheat, but they weren't, okay? And in reality, they were not. They were uh, counterfeits. And Jesus says this, that the enemy has done that, that this is taking place, okay? And the harvest is the end of the world. Now, I want you to really understand this, that, that Jesus is not coming back to destroy the earth, okay? There will be a new heaven and a new earth. But the reality is, is that he's coming back to put an end to the world and its systems, okay? That are in a collision course to bring a lot of pain and a lot of devastation. And the harvest is the end of this world, not the earth, the cosmos. And that is the world system in its religion, in its entertainment, in its structure, in its politics, and everything that we're talking about inside the world and system is eroding and it's coming to an end and the harvest is the end the harvest is the season to gather and that is the 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 end of the world and the cosmos and everything crumbling and falling down is actually the harvest and the reaping of things that have been sown so the world is passing away <coughs> All the corrupt systems are going to be falling apart. It's important to understand that because we hold credit. And what we do, same thing with faith, right? We either hold credit in 
world and its systems, or we hold credit inside of God. And that is we deem them as trustworthy and reliable. And so uh, it's important to understand that the world and everything involved in it is on a shaky ground. And it is going to fall apart. And it is passing away. First John says this, 2.17. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God will abide forever. Man, that is an awesome reality. My final thought is this. And it's the most important thought. I saved the best for last, okay? Revelations eleven fifteen. The seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So, all of this stuff that I'm um, talking to you about is going to come to an ultimate conclusion that the kingdoms of this world, of the cosmos, the religion, the, the, the politics, the entertainment, and all of this stuff that we consider the world is going to deteriorate, break, and fall apart and is going to be destroyed. And the kingdoms, the cosmos of this world shall be the kingdoms of our Lord and of our Christ. Ever and ever. Most important in all of this is that he begins to rule and reign inside of our hearts. Because this is what sets us up and this is what prepares us to rule and reign inside of the future. You can guarantee if he's not ruling and reigning inside of your heart that there's no such thing in a future day. All right, brothers. I uh, enjoyed this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm really excited about the next one. All right. Peace.